Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your Bomb Wednesday service podcast. As always, I am Naima Cochran, your senior pastor, coming to you live and direct from my mama's house. Although this week I have a better lighting set up, I have a better background set up, I got the shit together. Let's just pray on the Wi-Fi. Let's do that because I have found out that she actually has Wi-Fi extenders in the whole nine yards, but I don't. To what end, I don't know. Father God, we come to you and humbly ask. <laughs> just reach, reach your hand towards your computer or your touch phone. Touch your neighbor. Or your watching device right now. And just 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 say, you know, in Jesus' name, we just pray to strengthen the signal that is coming from the Wi-Fi router. Um, Karin, hi. Neighbor, say connect. <laughs> She's supposed to be changing service providers. So we going to be. Give us right. Wi-Fi balls from Bethlehem. Man, listen. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. You look, you look, you know, there's a, a, a twinkle in your eye. There's not is a twinkle in my eye. My hair is done. We're not going to conflate. We're not going to conflate my cooking? hair being done with it being a twinkle in my eye. No, I, that's not. I wouldn't even go go. The eye is, listen. It's I'm literally the ring light in my eye. glasses. So so it's the light. Okay, I was making sure. <laughs> I didn't know. It's the was light. it the, the 
the South CAC air or something, but it's the ring light in my glasses. Um, I've okay. barely been in the South Carolina air the past few days because, as I told y'all last week, we were driving up to um New York and back. So Wednesday evening, we left for New York. I dropped my mom in DC. I pulled in in New York like seven thirty in the morning, and I pulled out of New York like. 4.30 a.m. between Friday and Saturday. So we got back here Saturday evening, and I slept all day Sunday. So that's basically what my life was like. But it was worth the trip. It was worth You're going to tell about our outfits? Yes. So if you guys noticed that today, me and Karin are dressed alike. These are our sweatsuits. They're actually full sweatsuits, even though you can't see them. Care of the Blackbirds at Twitter. Karin, do you want to explain what the Blackbirds are? We kind of have before, but um, we're the black people that Twitter has chosen <laughs> as the black people to listen to. We are the talented ten of niggas on Twitter. That's, <laughs> That's, what That's what it is. That's what it is. Let's just be honest. Yeah, That's what it basically, is. They think the rest of y'all is stupid. They you don't like what? y'all. They like us. Oh more. my god! You we already have enough people Dang. who hate on black. Blue check Twitter or black influencers Twitter. I mean, basically, we're the influencers and super users. Black influencers and super users of Twitter. Um, so, um, shout out to Goddess, uh, who who made another like top ten forty on the forty list again this past week. So she sent us these wonderful. Um, they sent us these wonderful sweatsuits. They have our at names on the arm. So Karin's worn his on the show before. When he wore his, I realized I had not gotten mine. It had a whole fit, and then I got mine. So I'm excited. Um, so yeah. Did you call Goddess up? And yeah, him? I was like, I didn't get a sweatsuit, and it was because I was a panelist. I told you they didn't send us the same yeah. email they sent y'all. So okay. I got it. That's- also, Goddess went to an HBCU. Shout out to the AUC. <sighs> We've had a hell of a year. <laughs> Send your kids to black schools, people. <laughs> There's a, you know what, I'm not going to get into it. I'll come back to that. That was what I said. There's an HBU, HBC situation happening in Clubhouse right now. Um, speaking of which. Oh, we, we, uh, I didn't say we didn't keep some shit going. Which, but, you know. Uh, you know, I just wanted to mention to you that last week after we had our conversation about Clubhouse and you once again declined to get on the app, I went on Clubhouse mm-hmm. and won $1,000 in cash. So I just want to mention that. I know. That's all. How much will you be uh, put into the building fund, Pastor? Well, since I am the pastor, <laughs> okay. I'm all of that. Okay. I didn't get no cash up for my birthday. <laughs> you know, I did get a lovely tweet I though. Did. I did. You appreciate got a the specialized tweet. tweet. I don't do things. Like that. I don't. I don't even know how you did that. I'm talented and gifted when I want to be. Um, so we actually have some topics this week. I'm gonna skip around a little bit because a couple of. Other- Are you gonna do the intro of the show? Um, I'm gonna get there. Gonna I'm gonna get there because I. Because I had a good time. First, on that's what I was about to say. First, I want to talk about as we were talking about the other shows on the bomb feed. You were with the crazy, sexy, cool crew this week. Please tell us about that. I had me up to about two o'clock in the okay. morning because. They record <laughs> at, on Sunday nights, and that's Vegas time. So Ooh. I was like, yeah, I need to do this on a day where I don't have to work the next day, up drinking with y'all, shooting the shit. 
Uh, but no, like it was a great time. Some good conversation, honest and raw. And like I, as a fan of the show, um, given like some some real perspective about conversations. And, you know, I've mentioned on here, I'm a reformed folk boy, but like we got to dig deeper into that and ask some questions. But no, it was it was a good time. I hope everybody checks it out. Um, the video facial reactions were hilarious. So watch the YouTube link because they was cutting up. Not me. I was not, I was on my you, best really. behavior because job security, job Fair security. Enough. So you know, I was <laughs> I said things without saying things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. I mm-hmm. think we actually need to reach out to the crew. Um, when we finish shaping to invite them to our um, holiday pajama jammy jam next week in celebration of the house. So we'll do that when we get off the phone. I mean, we got the phone shit when we get finished <laughs> shaping. Um, same thing, whatever. Um, <laughs> so listen, I'm just trying to make it to the end of the year right now. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. Um, I want to mention, we got two weeks left. Yeah, man. It feels like two months. Like- it feels like it's taking a real like December has been about four weeks long already. Right oh, now. I texted my dad today. I was like, "What you want for Christmas?" And he told me, and I was like, "Oh, I got like two weeks." And I was like, "Oh shit, no, no, <laughs> let me let me find something." Right, go find. <laughs> let me find go something. Find. <laughs> go 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 hunt something down. Um, so. Uh, I wanted to mention that... Okay, so wait, first of all, the rest of our bomb programming, right? So we have Crazy Sexy Cool with the ladies on Mondays. We have the OG Bomb Podcast on Tuesdays. Um, I think they were giving homage to um, Debo, a.k.a. Tiny... What's Tiny's last name? Lister. Lister. Tiny Lister um, this week. And then, of course, there is us. Hi. We appreciate you being here. And then um, you have... <laughs> Woke Rose with Wise and Nando, and um, I love them. God bless them, but they, they try my they try my nerves sometimes in a loving way, in a loving way, in a loving way. <laughs> Burned the whole sidebar text message. Combo I told you that lasted <laughs> I, like two I hours. All of your grace because I don't have it. I think I got my, I mean, it was, it was, it was productive though. It was productive. It was productive. It was productive. Uh, but yeah, it took a long time and I was trying to get out the door, but that's another story. Um, and I and, know once that battery is in your back, you know, cause listen, you'll be going on Twitter with people cause you just did it a couple days ago. And I was like, this is seven tweets too long after the second <laughs> one. She should have been blocked. Yeah. Sometimes you're right. Get a battery in my bag. I can't let it go. Um, but sometimes I'll just mute people and be like, okay, that's it. But I couldn't actually do that with somebody no, else. I want you to the know bomb. that mm-hmm. I got you out the paint. I don't want you to think that I'm still reading this. I want you to click and it'd be like, uh-uh, and your feelings <laughs> hurt. I want, I want that uh-uh sound to happen. Um, it depends because some people see that as, some people see the block as a victory. And I'm not giving you that. Some people see, tell me like, oh, I guess I, I guess I hurt their feelings. So I'm not giving oh, you that. It depends. No, I can you didn't tell hurt my feelings. You're too stupid for me to read what you have to say from here on. Can't all tell the difference though. If I feel like you're one of those people who you put the block up as a badge of honor, I'm actually not gonna block you. I'm just gonna mute you into oblivion and not respond to you. So there's that. Um, but I can't do that with somebody who's part of our team. So <laughs> anyway, so we had a conversation. So, Job security. Right. <laughs> Um, 
so but yeah, like I said, it was a it was a productive exchange. And then on Friday, you have growing up the same um, with Trey, who is now moving to New York, or is moving to New York at top of the year, or is finally moving to New York. One or the other. He's gonna be he's gonna be on the East Coast soon. So Trey, we're waiting on you. Um, but I wanted to mention Ben has called our show mm-hmm. Wednesday uh, Wednesday service. He says it's happy hour for the soul. I kind of like that. I think that's sweet. That's. Can we get a cognac sponsorship with that? We'll work on that. <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah, you're at a happy hour part for sure. Yeah, you're like you're, hey. the you're the minister of libations. Listen, uh, <laughs> Hennessy, we're here. <laughs> you know, I did a deal with Matty Pacquiao. Holla at us. That's hilarious. So we'll get to that. Is this something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I know I've been through it. I've had problems at work, problems in relationships, uh, you know, even problems as a parent. Sometimes you don't know where to turn to or who to talk to, particularly when you you don't want to talk to someone who knows you, who might have a bias or might hold what you're going to say against you. You want to talk to someone who's experienced and licensed and at the same time distant and removed from you. Better help is here to help. They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. I know many of our listeners are listening to us from other countries, whether it's Canada, Australia, somewhere in Europe, somewhere in Asia, or somewhere in Africa. Look, you guys can access this as well. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for those who need it. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website. Read the testimonials. They're posted daily. For instance, this one from user NU after counseling with Denise Wall Marlin for two years on issues concerning depression, stress, anxiety, and self-esteem. Quote, I have found Denise to be an excellent counselor. She has broad experience in all techniques to get rid of anxiety and ruminating thoughts and always puts things in perspective for me. I recommend her 100%. Hell, I hear that one. I want to sign up with Denise because I know ruminating thoughts and anxiety is something I deal with all the time. So here's what you can do, and I'll do it too. Visit betterhelp.com slash B-O-M. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. There's a special offer going right now for our listeners here on Bomb. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash B-O-M. That's betterhelp.com slash B-O-M. Um, all right, so we have a few things to talk about today, but the first most pressing thing to me is the vaccines are here and rolling out. First wave is rolling out. Uh, frontline workers, healthcare workers, first responders, what say you? Um, 
this is the thing that I am happiest about this vaccine. And I don't think many people realize it. No matter if you are a crazy anti-vaxxer or you are, I need this right now, or you are like me and I'm like, give this to some rich white people first, then, you know, shoot me up. A black woman was the lead on this. And the first person that got it, I saw in that picture, was a yep. black woman in a year in which black women have saved us from everything. at every fucking turn, yeah. which I was like, look, if this is going to be the one that save us the most, mm-hmm. yes, let's make sure that the black woman serum was given to a black woman. The black woman serum. If we call, the sad thing is if we called it the black woman serum, there would still be a lot of these whole tough niggas like, I'm not taking that. Yeah. I'm not, but whatever, that's another and, You know, the 55% would probably have an issue with it, but who who cares? The doc, the doc, Do you want to go back doc, outside? The doctor said folks wouldn't be with it. Because, like, I'm, I'm also seeing people talk about how we got a cure. Like, okay, there's a couple things. I need y'all to learn the difference between a cure and a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, I need y'all to learn the difference between a virus and, like, a regular-ass sickness. Mm-hmm. Um... I just need I just need y'all to to understand how science works. Yeah, basically. it's like okay, a, a simple example is like a flu shot. Yes. it helps you not get the flu, but your nose might run in the middle of February. Right, but you're not gonna miss work. You can just go to CVS and get some a pill. And right, you'll be okay. Right, right. That's okay. By the time it's time for people to take it. And they realize that nobody has turned into a zombie or dropped dead or contract or or suddenly stricken with Bell palsy, like they tried to say in the UK on day two, which would have been impossible. And it was only anyway. four people. Yeah. Um, and the four people in the photos were the models and not the actual four people. Correct. But also, I don't even know if the story was true, period. Because I'm just like, how do you even know? I think it was like two days after they roll the vaccine out. So I'm like, how do you know and have evidence of and are able to report on the fact that these people got Bell palsy and track it back to the vaccine investment? Anyway. The whatever. jokes so, have been funny, though. The jokes have been funny. Like the video of the lady getting it, then she turned into a zombie is crawling up the wall. Yeah, I I'm, waiting on, I'm, waiting on, I'm waiting on the thriller video to pop up. It's going <laughs> to pop up. I also wanted to say, so just so y'all wonder, if y'all hear me, this is called Texas Toast. It comes from a store called Is that Zaxby's. from Waffle House? Because that no, looks the way Zaxby's. it's real. Zaxby's. Oh, I miss Zaxby's so much. I have not eaten since like eleven o'clock this morning, so you I'm gonna go on mute sauce? while I'm chewing. Huh? You got the orange sauce? Not for the toast. All I got was the toast. I got a basket of Texas toast. I didn't get the. I didn't even get the the. You mean the Zach sauce? The Zach yes, sauce. I miss Zaxby's so with much. the chicken fingers. Jesus. It's really Hot honey good. mustard. Hot honey mustard. It's really good. Or the Caribbean jerk. It's one of the first places I go when I come here to Zaxby's. I love it. Since we got Chick Fil A in New York now, but y'all gonna y'all gonna see me eating this toast. I just want y'all to be aware of that. I'm gonna try for you not to hear it, but y'all gonna see it. Zaxby's um, in Publix. I miss so much. Publix be so good. Publix subs, so, but also Publix sheet cakes are like the wings. You can give me a Publix sheet cake over like a more expensive cake any day of the week. Anyway, okay, the greediness. Let me move on. Um, what was I about to say next? Oh, so vaccines coming. We talked about that. Um, also, there is supposed to be this interesting, like, astrological happening of two planets or stars or something colliding on December 21st. Yeah. And somehow... Some sailor Moon shit. 
somehow, somewhere, black people got it in their head. This some day. black people. Actually, this one of them, one of them Twitter tarot girls has said something about black people unlocking some shit on December 21st. And then the news came of this event on December 21st. So now, if you see black people on Twitter talking about turning into superheroes and developing superpowers, that's what we're talking about. Because I know people have been like, what the fuck are they talking about? That's, that's what we're talking about. So We're about people- to get the strength of the Black Panther. <laughs> Black people are gonna be acting crazy on December twenty first. We're gonna be tired and restless, and it's almost Christmas. And we're not gonna have. No I'm gonna be at the house. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be on a plane back. I might fuck around and rent a car and drive back because this chick said I'm all over the place. I know, but just stay with me. This chick said yesterday that she was on a flight and a dude like a couple rows behind her like straight died in the middle of flight. He was COVID. Flight. I saw that tweet, and I was like, Yeah, now nah, I gotta drive home. Because how, and I have the whole suit and the whole shit, but it's not but so much you can do about a COVID positive person being on your flight. Because they don't scan you before you get on. New York will ask you to fill some shit out when you land, but that doesn't help me if I was already on the plane with a COVID person, positive person. But that was a Florida flight, so I'm going to hope I'm at less risk, but that scared me. Well, there is something that working in your favor, given that Jesus a thousand dollars on Clubhouse. Is you it know, Jesus? You it's have, Jesus. You it's have, the you blood just of won a thousand dollars on Clubhouse. So if you you want to rent a fancy car or you know maybe take an expensive Uber, you know, not an Uber <laughs> twelve hours. <laughs> I might. I mean, there's a such thing as running in one place and dropping off in the other place. I literally might drop back. That concerns me a lot. Come on. Come on, but I, I don't want to do that drive by myself. If we, if you get your powers on the twenty first, <laughs> no, you fly. could just fly back. By myself. You could just fly <laughs> by myself. <laughs> I can, I can teleport my luggage there and just fly. Maybe I could teleport. Oh, that would be. What if I get teleportation powers? That's the one. Oh, I want. Oh my god! To get fly. Are you kidding me? It'd be a <laughs> Do you know how great dating would be if you could teleport anytime somebody takes you pull up? All I've ever wanted is the ability to teleport because my ass is so lazy. I don't be feeling like getting on no trains, no cars. No, I would. I would probably still be late, but I would be late faster. The world would be a de- better place if, like, you could mm-hmm. teleport with invitation. Oh, invitation only. You can't yeah. just appear in somebody's room. Right. But invitation right. only. Oh, what? That'd be awesome. Going to the grocery store would be so much easier. Everything would just be so much easier. Oh I, my I'd, God. I'd, really? I'd be married. I'd be married by now if I could teleport. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna put teleportation on my list for the twenty first. No That's... such thing as long distance relationships anymore. You could live where you wanted to live and not live. What? And work where you wanted to work. Are you kidding me? Possible, you can go wherever you're across the living stretch. I'm putting it on my list for the 21st. I want there's a lottery or something for the 21st with the powers. I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask about that. I'm gonna ask somebody about that. Okay. Um, what did we want to talk about? You remind me. Yeah, we remember. had a list. It was it was a good list too. It was so juicy, and I you just lost it in my phone. What did you about it? It was. Oh, oh, one thing was about Biden, who had won the, the red table won the election talk. Up 
congratulations to um to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for winning the election for the 37th time. Congratulations on their weekly win of the election. Um, but this is the final one. I have never in my life known the day that the Electoral College cast their votes. And I don't ever want to have to know again. I don't ever want to have to be aware, that aware of the electoral process again. I do remember. I remember... I don't remember the exact day, but I remember a headline after Obama won because the news was just like, it's official, official. And I remember 2000 just because we waited so long <laughs> to figure out who oh, right, the president before. was that time. Um, but yeah, since then, it's just like, oh. Okay, but you know that was back in a time where you went to bed at ten o'clock on election night, knowing who the president was. Well, I missed some days. You went up all night to three and four a.m. and then up again in the morning and spending the whole damn week <laughs> refreshing your Twitter page or looking and, and going back between Fox, uh, and CNN, MSNBC, MSNBC, yeah. Or have your Associated Press tracker going on your phone, right? Looking at looking at all the different calculations, doing math in your head, interactive. In like one. if I move this state over here, if I move this state over here, yeah, that was a lot. This was stressful. We didn't deserve that this year. We didn't deserve that shit any year, but we definitely didn't deserve that this year mm -hmm. at all. But um, I'm happy that it's official. Trump still ain't gonna stop. Uh, his people literally filed something else today as the EC was voting, but fuck it. It's a wrap. You know what? It's what happened to the uh, Save the Rainforest and the Trees people? Because they've been using a lot of paper filing all these useless lawsuits. How the many Save trees the Rainforest have, and the Trees died? people are currently protesting Biden because they don't think he has enough green people on his cabinet while Trump is wasting trees. That's, that's what's happening with them. And when I mentioned it, everybody said that I was wrong to mention it. Because Trump no. is also literally trying to negotiate selling off parts of the rainforest as we speak before he leaves office. But, but, but no, the, the, the bigger discussion we were going to have today, that's probably going to take up most of the time, was something that happened on your favorite app. And we were going to discuss oh, right, right. the difference between journalists and bloggers so. and media members, which is going to lead to me cussing somebody out. I feel it so, during this segment. All right. I'm trying to figure out how to set this up properly. Set the mood. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the historical part first. Okay. So go to right the text, about, Pastor. Go to the text. Uh -huh. Go to the text, yeah. Pastor. Go to the text. So right about the era of um, of rap blogs, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, let's say we're talking about like mid to late 2000s, 2006-ish, 2007-ish. Should we call them out? Uh, huh? Should we call them out? Like a Nah Right, a Two Dope Boys, uh, all hip -hop. a Vincent Poe, a All Hip Hop. Um, they supplanted traditional music journalist outlets, journalism outlets, right? As, as the um gatekeepers yeah i mean that the irony is that they were meant to get around gatekeepers traditional gatekeepers they just became new gatekeepers because that's what happened 
but also the on the bigger picture as the blogging era and digital media increased and print and traditional media decreased what we've seen and as everybody on social media have their own platforms, individual platforms that make them feel like their voices are important, there has been a diminished value on actual journalism and a conflation between reporting and journalism and blogging. And this is not to be disparaging to bloggers, but there is a different standard of proof and accountability in blogging than there is with traditional traditional outlets. Like, nobody's fact-checking your shit on a blog, right? You can put the allegedly, the supposedly that somebody such as such said, if you're writing for an established outlet, they may let you say some such and such said that with a hyperlink back and whatever, but you got to be so careful in your phrasing. You have to make it very clear that is, you know, an allegation, a supposition, et cetera, et cetera. If, if they let you say that, your editor might be like, leave this out, right? Because it's messy. So we've reached a day now. Oh, but where also, became- also yeah. another part, not to cut you off, is that Go ahead. <clears throat> when the blog era happened, it was and still is in some ways a positive thing because it gave people voice often right. like social Non-traditional, media traditional like, yeah yeah it was you have to understand how my industry of journalism works it is very whitewashed the way you get in and the way you 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 know rise and get promoted in that way why there's such a lack of diversity is because the hiring pool is based a lot on race and socioeconomics. The old school way of getting in is being an intern and doing the grunt work and working your way up. And yes, while you may be at some glitzy place in New York or LA or Atlanta or somewhere else, or even if you're in the Midwest and other parts of the regions to get in and to do that grunt level work, you were not getting paid. So right. it ain't many and people that look like us. And I get paid to work. Right. Yeah. It's not many people like us that was like, oh, I can work 40 plus hours for free and hope that this would pay off in a year or two. So decade after decade after decade, you just have this pool of just white people. So um, not to mention folks not necessarily being able to afford to go to J school. Correct. You know, Which like I that, will right? be paying for forever for 10 months. Of grad school at Syracuse. I'm paying, listen, this, either Joe Biden going to eradicate it. Newhouse, though. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Biden going to eradicate it or I'm paying this bill right. for the next 30 years. Like, it just right. is what it is. But it gave, you know, people of color an outlet to be heard and read and a platform. A lot of those people turned that into actual real jobs, whether that was blogging, being on the radio, being on TV and they were overlooked and they were good and they were on that stuff. But it also just opened the floodgates. And for instance, if you cover a athletic event or a you're at some big entertainment party um, or an award show or whatever, the way we go in, it doesn't matter if you're a media member or a journalist, 
is through the media entry. There is a media credential you have to fill out. So everybody goes under media. If you do not understand the differences, you think everybody is just media. We're all the same. No, no we're, we're not. not. And, that's, and that's where we are today with the whole distrust in news. And our president hasn't helped with this at all. You know, the fake news, distrust in the media. Like you said, just one blanket term, media. Um, you know, y'all lie, y'all do this, y'all do that. Or, and, and a lack of... um a lack of real uh, critical theory in, in, in media and journalism, especially when it comes to entertainment. Because the one thing that was a little unique about the blogging era that was different than some of the traditional journalism routes is that the bloggers, bloggers rely on access to a certain extent, right? Um, if, you, if you report for a storied institution, you'll always be able to get access because you could drop a name. But if you're, um, when you're a blogger, like you have to build these relationships directly in order to get a certain level of access. You have to do that on both sides, but there is like a level of cash. And here's a great example that that conceptualizes this, right? It's a perfect example. Y'all can look this up. I cussed out Ahmad Rashad on Twitter a couple of months ago. I love Ahmad Rashad. Here's why. I love Ahmad Rashad because of what he did and who he was, especially when I he love was... I love Amar Rashad because he's fine. Like, like a sideline reporter back in the day for NBA games. But they were just commenting made something about Amar Rashad being a journalist. And I was like, no, he's not a journalist. He was a media member. So Rash- Amar jumps in and like got got his feelings hurt, was like, oh... What you think you're better than me, Mr. Jordan? And now he's like, a commentator. This is, I was like, we just watched the last dance and you had inside access with the Bulls, right? And then there's this famous quote from Phil Jackson where one of the actual journalists and beat writers was like, how come Ahmad gets to be in a locker room and get this access that we don't have? And Phil Jackson said, because of Ahmad's family. When you're an actual right. journalist, you cannot be family. It doesn't matter right. how much... Um, cachet you have built up with players or coaches, there is a line. We can't hang out together. If we start hanging up together, then I can't write about you anymore. Because there's a concern of, of about objectivity. And yes. that's the difference, right? If you actually are a journalist, there's supposed to be a certain amount of objectivity that you keep even when you write stories. So the hardest part for me, I've had... Because it, you're holding people say I accountable. I don't want to say I've had trouble exercising it, but there have been there have been things I've had to turn down on the writing side because of my relationship Too close to it. on the music side. Ex- exactly. Um, or I've had to put those things aside. Right. So that said, that being said, um, what also happened was we ended up with a segment of gossip blogging that was specifically related to music and hip hop media takeout. And- <laughs> Yeah, media takeout, which by the way is never is never right about literally anything they post. Media takeout literally just be making shit up. Um, Sandra Rose, who once posted a picture of me and John in London, and I had on sweats and camo, I had on a hoodie and camos, and she said that I was female security that Chrissy had hired for John. Um, like it was just, like it was just the most outlandish shit. 
But what's crazy is my cousin sent it to me. He was like, is this true? I was like, nigga, what do you mean is this true? No, I'm not John Skip. Why are you reading Sandra Rose? You know, like that type of thing. So anyway. Um, but, but. They caught, them, wait, they caught you a security guard. Yes. Do y'all not know you? <laughs> so it was needless to say it was my, one of my distant They caught you a security guard. All you want to do is drink and dance. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Ever. Um, but I, look, I guess because like I was walking, I had my arms crossed. And like I said, I had on a hoodie and camos, whatever. I mean, you so, are taller than John Legend. I'm not really taller than John. John, I'm six feet. I'm not taller than John. But based on how we were dressed, I get how somebody could believe it. But there was no basis in that story. There she was literally no, made that shit up. No, no asking of questions. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a caption. It's like a caption this contest, right? It was like, let me just see what I can make up. But anyway, so let's so let's go. There is a. Specific... But that's the difference. That's a great example. If you're a yeah. media member or a blogger or you're on the radio or something like that, and you say that, you could probably get a slap on the wrist, possibly, oh, or you could take that. it back. If you're a journalist and you do that. There's a retraction, and yeah. that is like the biggest no-no you can get. And you're probably right. going to get fired or demoted. And you would, not to mention you would have had to quote a source as the where you got the information that I was supposed to be some like fucking security part. Anyway, so yes, that's the difference. So there is a hip-hop blogger named DJ Economics. He was um, a co-host with Joe Budden of Complex's... Um, What's called unnecessary I something? I do have a quick question though. I've always wondered this because I don't yeah. watch that show. I don't pay Joe Budden no attention or academics. I was well, it unnecessary? I'm just losing that damn show. But Whatever that show. Though, I have but. a question. Yeah. Is DJ Academics an actual DJ? You're muted. You forgot to come back from eating your bread. He started as a DJ. Um, he's well, Jamaican. And he started as a DJ because he said, you know, in dance hall, in Jamaican dance hall culture, the DJs don't just spend the records. They're like the hosts yeah. of the whole shit. They're the energy. And and honestly, that comes back to, and he did start DJing for a little while, but then he also started blogging, I guess, because DJing wasn't taking off. And whatever content he was blogging, he noticed it was getting traction. And he started putting more time into that. But Basically, he told this story in 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 the in the situation I'm about to set up. He told his career origin story, and what it all comes down to is like this nigga just wants attention. To me, is there but like a, and I, is there a resume somewhere online? Oh God, no. is there a he, LinkedIn page? Because he had no real job. I mean, he had. I mean, he had the show, granted, and he, but everything else has been him. Which for some people would be like that's dope because he does make a gang of money, but it's also sad because like. The motherfucker has no actual respect. Notoriety, yes. Respect, no. And he has that's no why problem. I asked. Basically, because like yeah. anybody else in that realm and they've popped up and, and if I was unaware of who they were, I'd just been like, who is this? And then I'd do a Google or they, they, they got a website or something. I'd be like, oh, they came from there or this station yeah, or used to write them. With him, I've always just been like, where does dude come from? He just came from his own blog, I guess. So he's been, he's had a lot of attention around him for a few things lately. For one, rappers kind of hate him in general. 
Um, people think he's bitch ass. People tend to talk about him. They called him a honey bun. Erica Badu said he looked like Jerry from Tom and Jerry. Um, there was the incident that has been much memed and gift from BT Awards a few years ago where um, uh, Migos were ready to square up and he was looking really nervous. Oh, him and Joe Budden. Yeah, he was looking really nervous. Um, and lately he's been riding really hard for 6ix9ine, which has been very confusing to anybody. Oh. As a wide grown ass man, black man especially, is riding for 6ix9ine, right? Oh. So he came on to Clubhouse. Uh, Your favorite type. And I saw, <laughs> so I saw that there was like a DJ Academics welcome room. And I saw the people who were in it, which included um, 21 Savage, 21, at 21. one point Freddie Gibbs, um, a couple other people. And I was like, there's no way there's not an argument him. happening in here right now. And sure enough, as soon as I clicked on that shit, I heard him like, but I'm saying, I didn't do the blah, 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 blah. Like, he was already, like, full defense mode for something, right? So I just settled in and listened. The room grew to 5,000 people. Clubhouse now has a cap, a temporary cap on rooms to, to, to preserve bandwidth of 5,000 people. So people were trying to get into this room, and it was literally like, the room is full, wait till somebody leaves. The room is full, wait till somebody leaves. But I want to give full shout-out to... 21 Savage from moderating. He's become actually an excellent moderator on Clubhouse, by the way. He's actually a very reasonable and sensible person compared to his peers. But because there's some beef between um, academics and dudes from Chicago. I don't know the whole story, but I know whatever. There was some Chicago shit happening. He amplified it. He poured gas on it. It it got some folks hurt. This is this is not a city where you they should quit. have some stuff started right. with people. And then, and he does not realize that there are people who really, if they call him in the street, like it would be a problem. But also, he knows that he will never be in Chicago, so he feels like he can do stupid shit like that, right? Question. Yes. Is he from New York? Yes. By way of Jamaica. Second question. Is it me? And I'm going to say this for all the non-New Yorkers in the world. Is it me or have you all not realized that New Yorkers just have this innate mentality that New York is the hardest place oh, on earth? No, it's not about that because he ain't hard at all. His theory, because he's got New York people mad at him, be clear. Okay. His theory is I'm not a street dude. So none of that street shit affects me. Oh, and what they oh, were trying to oh. explain to him is, but you are mixing in street shit. So it does you're, affect You're dibbling you, right? and dabbling. Exactly. Because what he has become known for is amplifying beef. And what they were trying to explain to him, and it was, it was a few people, because then like Meek came into the room and Meek has a lot of beef with him. And um, even Tory Lanez, what was like, whatever. But what <laughs> They, they were trying, but what people were trying read to read the room, Tori. Read the room. But what actually, really articulate about is like, yo, nobody's actually telling you that you need to shut your business down, but you know, because because you do what you do, but you again, you throw grenades on stuff and don't give any thought because he admitted multiple times that he does not that when he posts things, it, he doesn't give thought to how it's going, like, what the, the domino effect is. 
Exactly. So Meek was like, yo, you posted a picture of me in a parking lot with some gum, with some guns, could have violated my probation. You knew I was on probation, right? Like, like that type of shit. A couple other people is like, yo, you, the stuff you posted has been responsible for niggas catching charges. It's been responsible for people coming at people. And, and they were just saying, like, take accountability and tell us that you're going to be more careful with what you post in the future. Because one dude asked him what he wanted his legacy to be, and he was like, that's still being written. And he was like, no, you have to know, like, do you want to be known as, like, a bitch nigga? You just posting whatever? Or do you actually... Because he seems like he wants to, at some point, be part of, like, an actual established journalist community, which you're no. not going to get there. Way, no, right? because cause an actual journalist will, if you're going to post something that inflammatory it would either be a part of a series where we have multiple sources and evidence and proof to bag it up, or there's something we do where we give you grace or we're going to reach out to you or your lawyers to say, Hey, we have this, we have all the sourcing. This is coming out. Would you like to give us a quote or prepare yourself? Now we will give you time, however much time that is, to get back and give us some type of reply, but we do give you a courtesy of like, look, on Friday, it's Tuesday, on Friday, we got a bombshell report dropping on you that's been thoroughly researched. We have a million sources. Here's your chance to say something to it or get your house in order because on Friday morning, this shit's going live. And you know, not all blogs have the resources to do all of that. Some of them don't have the thought to do it. And and again, the the standard is different. But what these cats were trying to say to him is like, and what was interesting, Karin, is like this boy, I hate to say, this man stayed on his stage for so long. And granted, like I said, Savage brought things kind of down to a manageable level. But at one point, like he was just getting called names and people were coming at him crazy. But you could still tell that like, he was just excited that they were acknowledging him at all. And that was the saddest part about it. Cause I he was, was happy like, he was getting jammed up. I was like, yo, he just wants these dudes to know who he is and talk to him. And I was like, that's so sad. Because when they asked him why he rocks with 6ix9ine, his answer was literally like, because he shows me love. And like, if somebody, if somebody's cool with me, you know, if they haven't done anything wrong by me, I'm not just gonna go off of how they treat other people, which I always think is the stupidest answer to questions like that. You know what that you know so, what that reminds me of? When people what? be like, I likes who like me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how's that relationship gonna work? You don't actually <laughs> like them. Right. <laughs> like, it's so silly. So because my other thing is like at some point, whatever. If that person is a terrible person to other people, they're gonna eventually be a terrible person to you, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so people were trying to basically hold his feet to the fire to basically say, like, what's your legacy going to be? Do you, have a, do you have a code? Do you have, you know, morals and values? Do you have a baseline? He was hemming and hawing and skipping around. And one of the examples somebody brought up that I thought was really excellent was Q, the founder of Roll Star Hip Hop. And Q passed away a while ago. But he was saying that his last few years, he actually lived in fear just because he knew he had been, just because he had been posting, you know, inflammatory stuff and uh-huh. Q didn't need, Q wasn't even to face a world star like academics is for his blog. Uh-huh. So we bring all this up not just because it was a um 
you know, a, a almost broke clubhouse moment. And I, and really fascinating to listen to. I'm not even going to front. But um, also because it brought up one of the guys on stage, one of the managers on stage. Actually, I think it was... um. Every time you say Juice, on stage, I think about a literal stage of like a panel. Well, that's kind of how it's divided. Whatever. Um, Juice World's manager, I think it was. Um, uh, Academic said something about there being nobody else from the media on stage. Everybody else was a, a manager, an entertainer, or from an entertainer's camp. So Juice World's manager brought uh, Rob Markman uh, from Genius on stage. Mm-hmm. And Rob said very gently <laughs> and very diplomatically, yeah, so I'm a journalist and he's a blogger, a gossip blogger. We're not the same. Those were his words? But that's basically what he said. Mm-hmm. So that led me to a few of us. Like uh, there were a few writers who, after that room, were really like, "Yo, we keep taking bullets based on irresponsible behavior from bloggers who don't work at the same." standard it's not so much about being better than it's about a higher sense of responsibility and obligation so who don't work at the same standard that we work at and there was a conversation about um you know actually having a discussion to talk about these differences and then some other writers were like that's elitist um because writers move in so many different spaces now and I don't think it's elitist at all because I do think that genuine journalists get hit based on the stupid shit that people who just write anything do. But what, what when, do you when I was on the state editorial board in Delaware, I used to run the opinion pages in the statewide newspaper. Part of that job was doing letters to the editor. I can't tell you how many times people would write in or see myself in public or my boss, the publisher or the executive editor in 2016 and all the political stuff that was happening that year in the rise of Trump would get mad or say something to us about like, all you guys do is talk about this or all you do is do this. And we will be like, where'd you get that information? It's all over TV. And we will be like, we are a statewide newspaper <laughs> right, that has right. a website and sends newspapers to your door. Why are you mad at us for what somebody said on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News? Right. And we will be like, that ain't us. That ain't got shit to do with us. Like, stop throwing us all in the same bucket. Like, if we fucked up, cool. Be mad. Right. But, like, you literally said, <laughs> you popping off at us. Right. In Delaware for what a network in Atlanta and New York is doing. And we're like, what are you talking about? It's great. Like, saying all media is like saying, I don't know, all retail stores. Like, there are varied, you know, levels, regional, local, national, or like saying all athletes without specifying sport type so i mean it's just it's too broad not to mention when you say all media you're also including radio tv internet print like it's just 
and our and our disciplines vary, you know. And I'm saying this as somebody who definitely kind of like shortcutted my way into media, but I but I am a journalist. I'm not a blogger. I do not have a blog. I do not own a blog. I do not blog. I write for I write assignments for publications, right? Um, and I do hold myself to a certain standard of as my editors do of fact checking and proof and information and truth and all of that. Um but but I'm acknowledging like I didn't go to J school and I didn't come up the same way everybody else did. But going there to J still, school like, like you don't have to go to J school. But mm-hmm. listen, it, as as the way like that you freelance for other publications, I guarantee you that the first pitch that you gave or if somebody reached out to you and thought that you would be good for it, <laughs> I guarantee you that first copy you sent in <laughs> probably wasn't pleasant and. <laughs> There were multiple rewrites and redrafts. No, there was like there was maybe one. There was maybe one. Okay. There was maybe one. Because it wasn't that long ago. Now, now, had I started now when I I take it back. When I look back at my first freelance experience, which was back in like 05. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. That that one. shit was different. When I started this round, it was it was it, my shit was a little stronger and tighter. But I get what there was. Yeah, there was yeah maturity. It was, writing style that first one though yeah (laughs) i know it was ugly yeah so yeah my voice developed all that good shit but i i mean i say that to say listen this is not a knock at hip-hop blogs because you know they like you said they served a purpose they gave a voice to people who would not have been able to make it through the regular ranks right Mm -hmm. and provided opportunity and outlet for people to create their own space um and that's not even just when we're talking about black culture period you know the blogging era overall was huge and now we have something similar with podcasts um in in the same vein right where you have people who have become personalities hosts and reporters of sorts but i guess that's another thing common commentators and pundits are also not the same thing as reporters sometimes sometimes a journalist is a commentator and is a pundit, but all commentators and pundits are not like myself. Correct. So, um, like, okay, I, here, here, here's a good example yeah. for people who are like, wait, what does that look like? Right. Let's talk about everyone's favorite show to either hate or love, The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Angela Yee is the only journalist, the only in that trio. Charlemagne is not. He is, is a, a radio personality. Member. He, he is, is a not radio a radio personality and now a media member because he does other platforms. Right. Envy is a DJ. Is a, is a DJ. DJ. <laughs> He's a DJ. <laughs> He's a DJ. There's a DJ, a media personality <laughs> slash radio guy, and right. an actual journalist who went to school for this was writing, right. created her own following, and then she got podcasts and radio gigs and things of that matter. Which is why, from time to time, you will see Angela Angela E write pieces for magazines here and there. Right. Charlemagne wrote a book. Great. That's not an article. Mm-mm. There's he's a difference. A he's a, he. We can now say he's a writer, an author. Yes, you can say he's, he's an not, author. Not, he's not a journalist. That shit's not a. And that article. and that is also and people also confuse it because somehow he's become like this fucking thought leader. You know what? Let me not. Yeah, I'm, let's not even do that. Shout out to David Dennis for that piece he wrote. Uh, no, no, that wasn't David Dennis. It was the woman from... Um, um, who wrote... Oh, the piece about the uh, Charlemagne oh. being in default. 
black yes. people. Oh my think. God, David retweeted it. Uh, what is I want? I want to give her her proper credit. I forgot. I sent it to you too. Yes, it oh, was my phone beautiful. Died. It was beautiful. My phone died, so I can't find it right now. Um, but it was beautiful. Y'all, y'all Google that. I'm trying to even remember who she wrote it for. I'm, I gotta find Shit. it because it's gone. Sis, I want to give oh, you all your praise. No. Who did she write it for? Was I'm it for Vulture? Um, where is it? Oh. I can't remember. Okay, while you find it. that. So, yeah. So we say all this to say. We are not all the same. We do not all perform the same roles. We do not all do the same things. And... If you actually want to move into this space, because that's what it came down to, was me, for me, it was looking at academics like, all right, this is where you want to be. You want to be respected by, because he think, because he says that he thinks he's changing, like, the space of media and journalism. Uh-huh. And, I, and I feel sad because it's like he does not realize that he's a gossip blogger. And that makes me really sad. Because that's what he is, whether it's all hip hop or not. It's gossip blogging. Rachel um, Hampton for Slate, okay. the voice Slate. of Black America, question mark. How the white political establishment and knowing that Charlemagne the God as a spokesperson for all the black voters. Rachel Hamilton, sis, you stood you both wrote foot the fuck out of that. in that and wrote the fuck out of that shit, and it was amazing. Thank you for your. Bro, you did that shit for, as for, for your service. For, for yeah. telling white people what we all feel the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Um, okay, we are over 45. We left something out. It was that red table talking about that white girl, but it's inconsequential at this point. Yeah. Hopefully, there'll be another red table talk. Um, we left something else out, too, but it'll come to us at some point. Um, I mean, we got one more show this year. I don't know that we're going to do a show leading into New Year's, but we'll figure that out. You know, it's, we'll talk about that. It's like what we've done for the whole year. Figure it out. We'll figure it Who out. Uh, do you have any last imparting words, Karin? Um, nah. We still don't want you to give your money to that white man, by the way. He's it's, been low. Is it me or has he been low? Uh, I, I would hope it would be some wisdom. I mean, I know uh, he's now got some kind of initiative going where... When does he not have an initiative? It's something about Biden and... Does anyone on earth have more initiatives than him? Do something. No. Hmm. It's, it got something to do with it. Oh, this is what I did want to say. Yes. I saw a headline or an article about how like Trump is just letting this record number of executions take place. Oh, yeah. And the overwhelming majority of them are black men. So, yeah, more federal executions. There have been nine federal executions since 76. Seven of those have happened under the Trump administration. The last one just happened last week. And so um, I want to bring that into a point we've made on this podcast earlier, which has been spearheaded by myself. Because Mark Lamont Hill said in 2016, black people, we can afford to lose an election. And now when you hear that said about black men, now, once again, you understand why I keep saying, fuck Mark Lamont Hill. And Van Jones. Come on back and unmute yourself.
Look at you. Look at y'all. She's, she's just. I know. It's stuff. a mess. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I was sitting Texas there talking like, Greece yes, all over and Van Jones. And yeah, I was talking. I was agreeing with you 100% of the way. They got to go. I know. I'm telling somebody I'm coming. Sorry, guys. They got to go. Um, yeah. And we got to. Yeah, we got. We really still haven't. We brought up Mark, but we haven't really brought up Mark. He's been low, too, actually. Van has not. I need to take some time this week and see what all of them are up to. Because now that Biden is confirmed, I'm curious to see. Like, like he was a month ago? <laughs> right. But now it is for real, for real. I'm curious to see how they Like pivot. it was like, a month ago? Sean took the quick pivot right to I'm going after Biden, which whatever, he needs something to do. But I'm curious to see what 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 these other folks are You are would think that do. someone who has so much quote-unquote cachet would be out here trying to get Osof and Warnock. He Yo, liked it, but isn't know. that isn't that y'all's Warhouse brother? Who who is Warnock? Warnock's my Warhouse brother. Sean King is. Not. <laughs> he matriculated there and has a degree. I don't think with somebody who identifies himself so closely to King and King's mission and King's career, he would want to support not only the not only a man of Morehouse but the senior pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church. But, look. Again, I said he went to I've school seen there. No support for him. He went to school there. I do not consider him. Okay, fine. I don't consider that white man. So we're brother. way over. That actually is going to be my last note. Georgia still needs your attention. Um, if you got some coins, you can send. Send. I know it's the holidays. If you got some coins, you can send. Send them on, because mm-hmm. Loeffler has more money than Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gonna spend it. Because she wants to get elected. Mind you, she was not elected before. No, she was, she was not. Point. She was chosen. And Purdue didn't even bother to show up for the debate. Fuck it. These people do not deserve to be in office. Let's just be real. Mm-hmm. So send them some dough. If you live in Georgia, vote. Bring people out with you to vote. You need to vote for both of them. Not one or the other. Both. Also, both. listen. Flood the polls. I know early voting has started. Even yep. though we are getting an assist from their leader, as yep. he's been on Twitter, telling people <laughs> not to vote. Telling Republicans not to vote because the system is rigged. So, right. Who? Yeah. If that ain't a dumbass. <laughs> but still, he don't care. He's gonna burn it down on the way out. He don't give a fuck. Um, Alright, y'all. That's it for us. We will see you next week. As always, you guys, you could be anywhere watching or listening to anything you're supposed to be with us. And we'll see you. Bye. Thank you.